Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, We'll play some of the Joe Witt Jr., some of the stuff that I liked from his presser yesterday uh, coming up in about 20 minutes. Also, if you miss Dan Quinn, the head coach of the team, he was on with us earlier in the show, pretty much uh, at the beginning of the show. We will play that back at the end of this hour for you if you missed it. Joining us now, as he does every Friday in this spot, our Washington Commanders insider, Ben Standing. Of course, he writes for The Athletic. Subscribe, people. It's totally worth it. Follow Ben on Twitter on X at Ben Standig. And listen to his podcast. It's a good one. It's called Standig Room Only. So, you know, we've gotten to this point, you know, a, a month ago, basically, we didn't have a general manager. We didn't have a head coach. We didn't have coordinators. We didn't have a staff. All of that is now done, so it's almost like if you're looking at it in three phases, phase one, the GM, all the hirings, phase two being free agency, phase three being the draft, we're done with phase one. For somebody who wasn't paying attention to it, how would you describe it? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was a uh, an efficient journey. I know it probably may not felt that way during the Ben Johnson drama of it all, but you know, I, I think as best I can tell, you know, the group came in and 
you know, the, look, uh, Josh Harris has been an owner before, but he has not been an NFL owner. He's having to navigate these waters, you know, and, and bring people along uh, to help him do it. You know, I think it feels like people forgot during the coaching search that a couple things happened. One, the, the hiring of Bob Myers, who's, you know, one of the most respected executives to come out of the NBA. And that showed to me not only some outside the box thinking, but a willingness to get, you know, opinions, you know, beyond his own, right? Two, they bring in the guy who was viewed as the number one GM candidate this whole cycle and Adam Peters. Um, whether Dan Quinn was the first choice, second choice, whatever, he is somebody that has been, you know, very respected around the league. He did already take one team to a Super Bowl. And obviously the last three years as Dallas as defensive coordinator, the Cowboys were one of the best uh, units in the league. And then, you know, the rest of the staff, you know, we'll see on the surface. I mean, I think it's pretty interesting. The, the Cliff Kingsbury hire as OC is, I think, going to be the you know one to watch. I think that's one that people – it's a bit polarizing. And the rest of it, look, look I personally like the mix. You know, we're not going to be calling this group the uh, command boys or whatever. <laughs> it's not going to be the commanders. This is the very opposite of what they did with Ron Rivera's first half where he brought in everybody from Carolina. Here, certainly Quinn has familiar faces for him, but – a lot of people from a lot of different teams, systems, whatever. So it seems to be like a pretty efficient uh, work they did. How it works, obviously, that's the big unknown. We won't know for, for some time. But, you know, I, I think overall it seems like they um, had a plan and uh, were able to execute it for the most part. What did you think of Kingsbury yesterday? Um, you know, I mean, he didn't – like in terms of like talking with us, you know, I don't think he said – a talent, you know, he is a former uh, head coach, right? So he has done these press conferences many times, um, you know, not just the head coach in the NFL, but college too. So he is well-versed on how to say, how to talk without saying much. And that was kind of how I thought, but, um, you know, look, it's going to come down to, you know, what type of, uh, you know, system he, he, he really, you know, puts into play for this team, what they do at quarterback and how he helps develop that player. But I, I, I don't know. Did you? I didn't get like too many takeaways out of that. I don't know if you did. Um, I think that. I mean, he's clearly a guy that I think it, you could tell he's not going to want to do a lot of these. He'll do the the mandatory stuff, and that's it. He's thrilled to be back in fell with another chance based on what he's learned, but to be able to focus just on the offense. And I think one of the things. Let me just let me mention this. I've talked to various people who know him a little bit from media that do a lot of college football stuff. The The thought in the in the industry, uh, coaches-wise and otherwise, about Cliff Kingsbury is super, super high acumen. Like, there is a reason this guy keeps getting these opportunities. People are blown away with how smart and how offensively innovative – he is. I think one of the things that he said yesterday about how having to always evolve, defenses are always trying to, you know, adjust to whatever it is. And if you're stagnant, you're just never going to succeed. All of us that preferred kind of an offensive head coach, I think you're getting the best of what you wanted in that young offensive head coach, but he doesn't have the responsibilities of being a head coach. That's my takeaway from 
the Kingsbury presser, but also just this thought in, in talking to a lot of people and why they like Cliff Kingsbury and why clearly Dan Quinn and others. Remember, he had choices here. You know, there was a market for Cliff Kingsbury in this hiring cycle as an OC. Yeah, you know, the, the guy he always, he, he keeps reminding me of to a certain degree in terms of, like, perception is uh, Lane Kiffin, who... Uh, yeah, you've you mentioned know, that before. Yep. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's a guy who was, like, kept getting jobs, kept getting opportunities, kept getting seemingly better opportunities, even after uh, some struggles. And, you know, look, I mean, maybe it took some time. Maybe it's uh, some, uh, a stint with Nick Saban in Alabama, but Lane Kiffin has now, you know, found... Uh, a good spot for him at uh, Ole Miss, right? And, uh, you know, he's turned them into a legitimate, you know, SEC uh, team, contender, what have you. Um, so who knows? I mean, I, 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 one thing, you know, no matter what we all discuss, um, some of them look good, some of them look bad, I, I do like to believe that people, if given the opportunity, will try to improve. I mean, I think one of the struggles, and I don't want to keep picking on the last regime, but I think one of the problems for the last regime was, coming out of Carolina and a month later getting hired here and then bringing back the entire same group. There was no time for reflection. I'm not, I mean, no matter what Ron ever said about it, I mean, Dan Quinn's had several years to consider what it would be. You know, even Cliff Kingsbury now, he got fired by the Cardinals in 2022, goes to USC to be a, you know, a, a, an assistant, but like, you know, sort of in the, in the background of the offensive staff. And now he's coming in. I would like to think that that gives you the opportunity to contemplate what it is that didn't work. What 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 do I need to improve? Where is the game going? And like you said, you know how how do we evolve? And I, you know I, I hope for for his sake, for the team's sake, that he's done some of that. And you know he's going to have plenty of help. I mean he's got two former offensive coordinators now on his staff, and Anthony Lynn, who was also a head coach, and uh, Brian Johnson, who was the OC for the Eagles last year. You know, they'll have to figure out how to work this out together. But, you know, hopefully he's taken that time to sit there and think, hey, here's why these things didn't work and what we need to do better. And uh, like you said, there's a reason he keeps getting hired. As much as we may look at the some of the re- some of the records and some of the stats and be like, you know, maybe they're not that impressive. But clearly the people who are talking to him are impressed. That's why he keeps getting these jobs. Yeah. Um, we're talking to, of course, Ben Standig. Um, anything that he say about Caleb Williams and the two questions that were asked about Caleb Williams leave you with anything substantial in the way you think he thinks and feels about Caleb Williams? No, nah, not really. Uh, you know, he Me was, the, you know, we're, we're, you know, Joe Wade Jr. on the defensive side, I assume we'll get to him in a minute. Like, he brought the passion, right? Kingsbury was pretty monotone with his right. answers across the board. Didn't get high, didn't get low. So I did ask about his time at USC, you know, what did he kind of, what was his kind of takeaway from that? And then what did he kind of think of Caleb Williams? And he said, Hey, great kid, but nothing much more that, than that. So, you know, obviously we're all going to keep talking about this and, and, and wondering, and it may be a moot point if the bears do nothing, if the bears say, stay put at one and just take them. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it is a fascinating question. How much of that Caleb Williams relationship factored into Washington you know, really pushing for him. That, that uh, it's a it's a fun wonder for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is number one now on the list of you know things that I think are most interesting to the fan base, and that is what are they going to do with number two? What quarterback are they going to fall in love with? Because everybody now is in the business having 
either been a college football fan or having access to watch these quarterbacks over and over again through highlight reels and and other means to have an opinion. Much easier to have an opinion on Jaden Daniels or Drake May or Caleb Williams than Ben Johnson, Bobby Slowick, or Mike McDonald. Um, at, or, or even Adam Peters or, you know, Alec Hallaby or, you know, Ian Cunningham, etc. So this is where the focus goes. But we've got free agency before even that starts. And Washington's going to enter, you know, the second week of March, which is just, you know, less than a month away now with the most available cap space. And by the way, plenty of positions that are, you know, need positions. Do you have any sense of, first of all, how the decision process will work um, with Peters and Quinn, et cetera, and then how active they'll be, how how aggressive they'll be in free agency? Nah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to try to even, like, spin this as, like, here's what could happen. I mean, like, yesterday, even, for example, just in terms of the staffing, uh, you know, uh, Kingsbury was asked about Anthony Lynn. What does it mean that he's the run game coordinator and RB coach? And he said, hey, look, I, you know, he's a great coach, all these things, but I don't know yet. It's going to take time. To me, this is how everything's got to be over there, realistically. I mean, Adam Peters, you would imagine, has final say in free agency with a lot of input from Dan Quinn. And certainly, Peters would have final say in the draft. I guess I shouldn't say final, Peters would have final say in free agency. That's potentially more of a, of a Dan Quinn thing or even some of the coordinators, right? But um, – I think they're all still learning each other. And that's, I think, sort of the point when, you know, if you want to look at the advantage of bringing over everybody you worked with previously, you kind of already know where everybody's thoughts are. Everybody kind of understanding what, what, what the mindset is here. They got to figure it all out. You know, Quinn knows Kingsbury. He's admired his work. He's not worked with him before. Right. Um, He knows Joe Witt. So that's a much easier much easier deal, but none of them worked with Adam Peters. So they're all going to have to figure this out. And, you know, I think it's a, you know, a a fascinating question. How, how aggressive are they going to be? Um, You know, this is an owner who oversaw the process with the 76ers. I'm not suggesting they're going to, you know, you know, bottom out for a couple of years to acquire a bunch of picks, but, you know, maybe Josh Harris doesn't feel the need to, you know, like the way like sort of like David David Tepper being very aggressive in Carolina the last few years um, to get that going. Maybe he doesn't feel that way. And again, they're in such a good spot with the number two pick. If they do nothing but draft that player, draft a quarterback at two and spend some you know, money on free agency, you know, it'll already give them a pretty good, you know, start to the to the era, assuming that they, you know, know who you know, that they make the right uh, choices there. Uh, so I, I think I think we still have some time to go. but. Now that the staff is done, it is moving forward, right? I mean, the combine is is a little over a week away. Things are definitely starting to fly. They've got to make calls on, you know, not just the overall free agents, their own guys, Curtis Samuel, Kendall Fuller, Cam Curl. I say their own guys. I mean Washington's guys. They are not the new staff is not connected to them. They are they might as well be anybody's free agent, let alone right. Washington's. But at the same point, obviously, there's, uh, you know, we, we, they at least have a feel for how that those players will fit. So, well, and they're under contract already. They don't have to woo them. Yeah. Right, right. Except for their actual free agents. Um, remember this, too, and I've, I've reminded people of this before. There is a minimum that you have to spend. It's like 89% of your cap. You can't just say, ah, we're going to just hold off 
and we're going to keep all of this money and all of it's going to roll over. What you don't use rolls over, um, but you do have a minimum spend when it comes to the overall uh, salary cap. So they'll have to be somewhat active, whether it's signing their own or signing others uh, when free agency begins, given how much cap space they actually have. We're talking, of course, to Ben Standing. So let me shift to Joe Witt Jr. What stood out from his much different press conference? Yeah, uh, you know, in the in the media room, um, I'm sitting. My, my my standard seat is in the front row, and so the 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 table where the coach is sitting at is not far away. And uh, you know, we had just done Kingsbury again, more of a quieter conversation. And I was the second person to ask Joe Witt a question, and immediately you were like, "Oh, I gotta pay. I gotta like, I, I gotta wake up here." You could feel the energy coming off him. Uh, pretty quickly, and he did say some some uh, interesting things. Not not about like not too much about the players on on the team. Although he you know he said he liked Forbes and Quan Martin, and he spoke highly of John Allen and Deron Payne. But more about you know what he's what his expectations are. He wasn't worried about will it be a four three or a three four or that type of deal. But he was focused on the mindset, the mindset that's going to have these guys, you know running through the proverbial wall, going to make plays, getting those turnovers. He kept saying ball is life, uh, yeah. you know, meaning, hey, we got to go get that thing. This is, And look, Dallas did. That Dallas led the league in turnovers in 21 and 22. Uh, they've been, you know, more or less a top 10 or even better than that defense in various metrics the last three years. So, you know, I think that, to me it is going to be really fascinating to see how this new staff works with the secondary in particular, because there's obviously guys back there who were, you know, drafted high and, you know, the, the previous staff maybe just didn't get as much out of them. So can this new group do it? But uh, yeah, I mean, Joe Witt has got, you know, that he's going to be a real, you know, high, uh, high energy guy. And Dan Quinn brings that as well. So there's not going to be a lack of uh, motivational speakers as it were on the defensive side. And, you know, he's been doing this for a long time. He's not, you know, he's not an old guy, but he's not a kid either. He's been a coach for 18 years. He's been waiting for this opportunity to, to be the D.C. He gets it now. And, uh, you know, I, I clearly he's going to be, I think, for us, probably the, I, I'm, well, I don't know if he's a yeller in practice, but I, I, on the surface, I imagine he's going to be a guy that's going to be a fun watch uh, during OTAs and training camp. He actually said something during the press conference, uh, several things that stood out. Um, specific to the personnel, he, you know, they liked Forbes in Dallas and they liked Quan Martin um, in Dallas. But beyond that, what you just said in terms of his opportunity finally coming, he actually said, I felt like I was ready to be a defensive coordinator in 2015. I mean, that's nearly a decade ago at this point, and he didn't get those opportunities over those many years. I thought that that was interesting. It's not like, to be honest with you, I've, I thought about Joe Witt Jr. over the last decade as a defensive coordinator candidate that was being overlooked year in and year out. You know, it's not it's not a name that, that popped up as often as others. Yeah, I, I certainly didn't have a ton of familiarity with him. Um, and look, this is, uh, you know, unfortunately so much of this game – and we just witnessed it as, as we went through it with uh, the coaching change. So much of this is perception and the perception, because who, who, who knows what a coordinator or an assistant can do if given the chance to move up to another level. But we go off of the names. Ooh, that guy sounds good. Ooh, this guy was on a good spot. 
we don't know exactly how they're going to evolve when they when they go up a, a next step. And but because of whatever names are put out there by the media, by you know others, or even if it's just like, hey, you know, you were on this team that had a lot of success versus somebody who's a really good coach and should be one of these coordinators or coaches, but is on a lesser team that doesn't get as much attention that hasn't piled up the wins and therefore they kind of get dragged down accordingly. So, yeah, I mean, well, look, obviously we'll see, he'll get his chance. Uh, it's not surprising that I'd say Dan Quinn would believe that uh, a guy he's had now in three different spots is, is somebody he, he, he buys in that he wants to uh, give this opportunity to, but not give it like, you know, Hey, let me do you a favor. Give it like, Hey, this guy's put in the work. He's done a lot of good stuff. And again, you look at those takeaway numbers, the secondary numbers, you know, he was Wit was basically in charge of Dallas, a secondary. Secondary, yeah. They had not not one but two different players lead the league in interceptions right. over the last three years. So, you know, there, there's a lot there on that resume, and, uh, you know, now he's going to get that chance. All right, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the snow. Forecast just got updated, even more expected tonight, maybe more like four to six for much what? of the area. Excited about that. You did, uh, you I'll did talk not run to you. This is unacceptable. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. See ya. Ben Standing, everybody. Uh, all right, when we come back, there were a couple of things that weren't even necessarily football-specific to the team that Joe Witt Jr. said yesterday that I want to play for you because I thought that they were really, in many ways, profound. Uh, that's next. Kevin Sheehan showed the Team 980 and the Team980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.